Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the final week of the 2016 Miss Time to ogle the boggles, stare at the scare cats, and give the stink eye to skunk apes. Three more marvelous misses are coming your way in this, the final week of the contest. And it will be up to you to decide, did we save the best for last? Ho 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 ho! Who will claw, scrape, and lacerate their way to the top of the bone pile? We scoured a globe at the library for the countries that were listed as where these came from because we didn't know where they were from. In three spins, we came up with two countries. And this week, we'll be traveling from the hills of rural Maryland to the shores of East Africa to the mountains of rural Washington. Week three brings you creatures with names that range from ancient folklore to names barely made up on the spot. This week, Blurry Photos brings you the Agogwe of East Africa, the Snallygaster of the background shots from The Wire, and from the opening credits of Twin Peaks, the crazy critter of Bald Mountain Washington. Talons, fur, glowing skin. This week has it all, folks. It'll leave you pleasantly surprised and possibly without eyes. So buckle in and remain calm as we bring you week three of the 2016 Miss Cryptid Contest. Hello, everybody. I am David Flora. And I am Dave Stecco. Welcome to the third week of the... 2016 Miss Cryptid Contest. Third. How many times can we say it? Third and final week. The final I feel like week. we just started. It, it does seem fast. Of course, we've recorded. Time dilation, man. Yeah. It'll get you. Get you every time. Get you. But. Get you. Butts. Harry butts. We will be finding out who was the winner of week two and who will be joining the Owlman in the finals of the Miss Cryptid Contest. Can't wait for your prediction because I think oh, yeah. uh, last yeah. week had some pretty, pretty well, strong I can't candidates. sink any lower. <laughs> like I said, a pretty good uh, year so far. A lot of level uh, playing contestants, I think, which is, means yeah. high. The the level was high, but um, everybody was it's extremely competitive. Was very competitive, especially now that now that you know we've we've established a foothold in the market. A lot of lucrative endorsements coming off this. The, the market's kind of getting saturated, I feel like. <laughs> Have we jumped the shark? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well. But we're working on it. Next year, the jumping shark of Catalina Island. <laughs> <laughs> next to the So we just have one week where it's all ones we make up. Yeah. So the, Bo- the Boone County Wood, Wood Snoot. Yeah. The ca- I, jumping shark of Catalina Island. There, 
I was really pushing to have the Boone County Wood Snoot in the competition this year, but there were so many real competitors that were awesome that uh, maybe next year. Maybe next well, year. Uh, well, also he's, he's sniffed of this one. Yeah, and he's already, also, right? I mean, he he may or not be may or may not be eligible. There is apparently some sort of pending litigation regarding a uh, misdemeanor beer theft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little bit of trouble with the law there. Well, misdemeanor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week we've got a uh, got some good ones to end it on. Yeah, um, going out with a bang, uh, a big bang. Why don't we uh, Why don't we jump in? Get yeah, started let's here. Do this. How about uh, how about we talk about the crazy critter of Bald Mountain, Washington? I love the song. That's teamwork, brother. Is, <laughs> that was is. great. Hope hope everybody uh, is still listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That was so much fun. I don't give a f- if you didn't like it. Woo! <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get some Coke snort in there. <laughs> Crazy Critter of Bald Mountain, Washington. Um, and this is an alien sighting that took place on the evening of November 17th, 1974 on Bald Mountain, Ooh. Washington. Situated approximately 20 miles east of Chihalis. Is that how you say that? I, I did not look up the pronunciation. Yeah, it looks right. Now, you know, not for nothing. Ten months before I was born. Eyebrows, eyebrows. He did know that song off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Chihalis. <laughs> Three nights earlier, and only. <laughs> I love the song. Love the song. Love the Fantasia version. Yep. Love it all, man. Sorry. Three nights earlier, and only about five miles away, a UFO of the unidentified fire object kind. Wait, a UFO of the unidentified fire object kind? You know, that kind. Yeah, well. When yeah. you classify them. Yeah. Fiery object. Well, it was it was of the fire tribe. It could have been air or earth. Well, that was the day it attacked. So it was a bullshit uh, avatar. I've never even seen any avatar. I just was trying well, to get you're doing well. You're trying doing to get cool with the kids. It plummeted to earth, but it had attracted little publicity until Seattle grocer Ernest Smith saw the crazy critter. Smith described it as crazy. <laughs> Not a word of it a lie. <laughs> he described it as horse-sized, covered with scales, and standing on four rubbery legs with suckers like octopus tentacles. Its head was football-shaped with an antenna sticking up. The thing g- gave off this green iridescent light. That is a hell of a description. Yes, it is. That guy checked off every box. I mean, he made up boxes to check, like... You, you hear, oh, it's humanoid, or oh, it had wings or glowing red eyes. No, man, this thing's like a, a one of those fucking things that you you put in the bathtub and let it dissolve, and then oh, there's like yeah. a, a thing that grows out of it. You know, like I don't, it's, it's one of them things. That was a very specific reference. Sorry, sorry, man. I think that like, you know, it, it, this is the kind of thing that where you just give like a toddler some crayons and then they draw something and then you send it off to the company that makes a stuffed animal of it sure this is what you get back that's it this would actually be a fun stuffed animal yeah uh, i i love the picture of it that um, that i've put on the website i love it <laughs> i love it 
Now, good news, Flora. I love good news. The glow was also seen by Mr. and Mrs. Rob, Mr. and Mrs. Roger Ramsbaugh from Tacoma uh, as they were driving by in a Tacoma. Uh, when, they were, <laughs> when they went closer to investigate, they were- Better, con- better than the uh, Hyundai Yakima. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm doing us no favors. The Toyota Olympia. <laughs> Put this one in the timeline of the gauntlet recording day. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's known as the gauntlet. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it makes us happy. Uh, when they went closer to investigate, they were confronted with the same weird wonder. Spit on my tablet. That's how hard I was just singing. Uh, complete with antenna and suckered legs that Smith had seen earlier. Such reports as these soon attracted the attention of the local authorities. Really. Uh, headed by Lewis County Sheriff William Wister, uh, with some accounts. Mr. Wister? Yeah, well, everyone. They called Mr. Wister? Everyone in Lewis County apparently has to have alliterative, alliterative names Roger like. Roger Ramsball. Yeah, exactly. Ernest Smith was driven out of town shortly after. Yeah, he went to Seattle. Just passing through. Some accounts claim that he was instructed by Air Force and NASA officials not to continue his investigations, and his own team of county officials uh, by people that uh, they referred to as Laura. A special NASA team, including a heavily armed military unit wearing uniforms with no insignia. Well, that's just f***ing ridiculous. Everybody knows what a Stargate mission uh, uniform patch looks like. They all wear them. Yes, yeah. Just because you can't figure it out doesn't mean they're not wearing them. Yeah, dude. 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 I wish you guys could see, like... There's like intense eye contact and we know it's back on. <laughs> so, so what do you think, Flora? I mean, I have never heard of a, uh, an alien sighting like this. Yeah. This came straight out of crazy town and I love it. This is, um, it sounds like just an egg of some cr- space creature, probably from Venus, <laughs> just f- crashed into the earth and then this thing popped out of it. Like how this, this, how how is something like this like an intelligent life form that's traveling the cosmos? You know what I mean? I mean, it it's there's no reason it couldn't be. There's lots of reasons, but suckers? Yeah, like those are helpful. Helpful for control panels? Maybe it's telepathic, I don't know. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Football shit. I mean, head. you know, given it it's 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 due. Um, you know, our fingers aren't the way they are so that we can work control panels. We make control panels to work the way our fingers are. So maybe Inside of a ship, they've got all these sucker controls with sucker action. Yeah. And you got to suck on them just right. I think there's a lot of sucker action in this story. (laughs) Zing. Uh, uh, Take that, Lewis County. (laughs) This reminds me of one of those classic scenarios where somebody's just like eating some sushi. They they trip and fall in a mud, mud pile. They get up, but it, it, it turns out it's not mud, it's tar. <laughs> they, they trip in somebody's backyard, end up with a football on their head. <laughs> they, they fall through a window. There's the TV antenna on their yep. head. Then they spill some like local well, nuclear goo. Waste. Yeah, because that's them. around there. And then they're just like, oh, rah, 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 I've rah, had rah, rah, a doozy rah. of a day. <laughs> yeah. This couldn't get any worse, trip. <laughs> you know? Classic. This is this is some asshole who's just having a bad day. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We've we've explained it as clearly as can be. 
seems like I always assume a critter to be small. This thing did not seem small. It's horse sized. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's a creature. Critters are small. You can fit a critter in a bucket. Yeah. Critters you, can get in under your porch. Yeah. If you can't fit it in a bucket, that's not a critter. No. It's a creature. That's the crazy critter of Bald Mountain. Africa. The Agagwe <laughs> is a small, furry, human-like biped reportedly living in the remote forests of eastern Africa. It's covered in reddish-brown fur. Agagwe stand three to five feet tall, and they are reported to have small feet and opposable toes. The Agagwe is different from the other known ape in the area, not only because of fur and skin color, but also because they're reported to have small canine teeth and a rounded forehead. They go by many other names as well. Kakundakri or Kilomba in Zimbabwe and the Congo. The people of the Ivory Coast refer to them as the Sehite or Sehite. Or Kenhite. In Sumatra, they're known as the Orang Pindek. We've heard of that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the same thing as the Orang Pindek? Well, it seems okay, to be. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. All right. Uh, the first recorded sighting of the Agagwe by a non-African native was documented in 1937 by Captain William Hitchens in the December edition of the London magazine Discovery. Describing his 1900 encounter with the Agagwe, Captain Hitchens wrote, Oh, thank, thank you, <laughs> Jesus, for this quote. <clears throat> Some years ago, I was sent on an official lion hunt in this area. To which he was referring to the Usur and Simbid forests on the western side of the Wembear Plains. Quite, quite. Uh, while waiting in a forest glade for a man-eater, I saw two brown furry creatures, yes, uh, come from the dense forest on one side of the glade and then disappear quite uh, quite suddenly into the thicket on the other side, which was <laughs> most irregular. Quite, quite. They were like little men about four feet high and walking somewhat upright, yes, yes, and, and clad in russet hair. Mm, bully, bully. Yes. The native hunter with me gazed in them, a mingled fear and amazement. <laughs> yes, they were, he said, Hagagwe. Rather strange word, yes. The little furry men whom one does not see once in a lifetime. <laughs> in support of Captain Hitchens' story, British officer... Cuthbert Burgoyne wrote a, <laughs> no, not one of ours. No, <laughs> wrote a letter to Discovery Magazine in 1938 recounting his personal sighting of something similar in 1927 while traveling Portuguese East Africa aboard a Japanese cargo boat. Uh, Burgoyne wrote. Uh, we were sufficiently near to land to see objects clearly with a glass of 12 magnifications. Oh, uh, there was a sloping beach with a light bush upon which several dozen baboons were hunting and for picking up shellfish or crabs to judge by their movements. Ah, jeez. Uh, two pure white baboons were among them. These are very rare, but I had heard of them previously as we watched Little two little brown men walked together out of the bush and down among the baboons. Oh, uh, jeez, this is a long quote. All right, uh, that's enough of the the uh, one and done Cuthbert Burgoyne voice. <laughs> Sorry, that went on. There's a there's a point at which even I can no longer. Oh, even. Hey, hey. Yeah. 
they were certainly not any known monkey, and they must have been akin to, or they would have been disturbed by the baboons. Uh, they were they were too far away to see in detail. Oh, what happened to the twelve magnifications? But these small humans needed thirteen. Yeah, exactly. But these small human-like animals were probably between four and five feet tall, quite upright and graceful in figure. At the time, I was thrilled, uh, as they quite obviously were no beast of which I had heard or read. Later, a friend and big game hunter told me he was in Portuguese East Africa with his wife and three of other hunters and saw a mother, father, and child of apparently similar animal species walk across the further side of a bush clearing. The natives loudly forbade him to shoot. I glaive and oh, with the hunting and they found him. <laughs> it was suggested by cryptozoologist Bernard Heuvelmans. Heuvelmans. Ah, jeez. Heuvelmans. Uh, that the Agagwe could be a surviving species of Australopithecine, a bipedal primate known to have existed approximately two and a half million years ago. The description of the Agagwe does fit the known features of the Australopithecine, with the exception uh, of Australopithecine's feet, which did have somewhat diverged toe, but far from the reported opposable toe of the Agagwe. However, over millions of years, it is conceivable that this toe may have evolved to become opposable i like that you got a little bernie sanders there as though someone was just about to interrupt you uh, however however had to do the, yeah. the point of course you do now some theorize that the agagwe may also be an undiscovered species of proto-pygmy a term used by ivan t sanderson to describe the unknown hairy little people of the world mm. that feels <laughs> cringy proto-pygmy right and are, are there tons of unknown hairy little people like unknown hairy little people of the world Unite! Yeah. <laughs> uh, this term is still used today in the work of Mark A. Hall, Patrick Hoigny, Lauren Coleman, and others while researching and documenting cases of smaller than normal hairy hominids. We might meet Lauren Coleman. He's coming to Milwaukee for the oh, Paracon. sweet. Yeah. Then he can tell me how to pronounce Patrick's last name. So, Gogway, yeah. huh? What do you think? I don't think that's I don't think that's impossible. I think it's Africa's a big place. Yeah. Uh there's lots of sightings. Everyone seems to get it. And I think something of that size could could I think it that has a better chance of staying hidden than a uh uh Bigfoot than a squatch. Uh just because of its size or because of its location? Both. Sparsely populated place. Um there's tons of parts of Africa that literally no one goes into. Sure. Um and they are they're small enough to be good at hiding. They can make use of tall grass, you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. This is uh, kind of a true cryptid. Yeah, I like it. I, I dig that. Uh, in the fact that it is a hidden, unknown animal that, that may or may not be out there. Yeah, and between the, the Burgoynes and the Heuvelmans, um, apparently you can only study them if you have a ridiculous last name. <laughs> uh, right, that's the Agagwe. And our third and final elegant weirdo. The Snallygaster. Snallygaster. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's that's like really old gangster uh gangster slang for like a gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whip out that Snallygaster and let's see who's <laughs> doing the real talking. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone was like the, the gun, right? Like course <laughs> the gun. What else do you think? Nothing, nothing, boss. Nothing. I also feel like it could be the name of a uh, a villain that ties a, a maiden to the train tracks. Oh yeah, what what's your name? Uh, Snivel Snallygaster. Yeah. Yelb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
a February 1909 article from the Middletown v- Valley Register, hard-hitting news source in rural Maryland, claimed that a man had been seized by a winged creature which proceeded to sink its teeth into his jugular, drain his body of blood, and casually drop it off a hillside. Well, casually? Yoink! As it flew away, I could hear echoing into the chill night. Whatever. (laughs) The story set off a flurry of reports of sensational encounters with a beast called the Snallygaster. What was Oids taken? (laughs) Snallyoid. Yeah, it was taken. Somebody told me that, like, in the, the later... Uh, iterations of tremors that the tremor creature could fly. They they did it all. They they walked. Uh, they flew. Yeah, like they really went went off the rails. <laughs> old sci-fi. SMH, bro. <laughs> the first alleged report of the Snallygaster came from a man named James Harding, who saw the creature flying low overhead. He described it as a huge winged monster with a long, sharp beak. Claws like steel hooks and having one eye in the middle of its head. Was it a flying purple people eater? You know it. The The monster's screech he described as loud as a train whistle. It was reported to have created quite a stir in New Jersey, where its footprints were first discovered in the snow. And then later probably retracted and, and changed to the Jersey Devil. I was just going to say, well, how do you, yeah. This sounds now. Now, now I wonder if they're just renaming the Jersey Devil. The Pine Barrens aren't big enough for the both of Don't us. Don't take anything from Jersey; they have so little. It was also seen in West Virginia, where it almost caught a woman near Scrabble, roosted in Alex Crow's barn, and laid an egg near Sharpsburg, where it was <laughs> reported some men had rigged up an incubator to try and hatch it. This whole thing should be read in a twenties accent, but don't. It's too much. <laughs> but. T.C. Harbour of Castown, Ohio, read a letter to the Valley Register in 1909, telling of a strange beast that flew over his area, making terrible screeching noises. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Harbaugh described it as having two huge wings, a large horny head, and a tail 20 feet long. He said it looked as though it was headed this way. It's coming right for us. <laughs> I love that. Like he's talking to a reporter. Yeah. I don't know. It had a big, big horn on its head. I think the, the, the tail was like. 20 feet long and it's headed this way (laughs) get this to print now according to local newspapers and several enthusiastic eyewitnesses the murderous monster undertook a series of colorful adventures what did it do dave well first it woke up in the morning laid the egg the size of a barrel then picked up a railway worker by his suspenders oh no and why it even took some time to speak to a gentleman mysteriously declaring my, I'm dry. I haven't had a good drink since I was killed in the battle at Chickamauga. Wow. Sounds like a radio ad, kind of. It sounds like that's oh, crazy. Okay. It was shot at near Hagerstown, sighted south of Middletown at Lover's Leap, and seen flying over the mountains between Gaplin and Burkittsville, where it was reported to have laid another egg. I don't think these egg. are eggs. You egg-laying motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, is big enough to hatch an elephant, apparently. Sightings of the Snallygaster were creating such a commotion that at one point it was reported that President Theodore Roosevelt might postpone a trip to Europe so that he could lead an expedition to capture it. He might. Watch out. He might. You never know. Uh, Europe's calling, though. Uh, 23 years passed before the Snallygaster appeared again in Frederick County. Is that a skidoo? Uh, It was a 23-year skidoo. He was skidooing for the entirety of the time. Call it 23 years time span, a skadoo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> First reports were received from just below South Mountain in Washington County. Bah, bah, 
needle scratch. Eyewitness accounts claim that it flew toward them uh, from the Middletown Valley. The beast was often seen floating back and forth over the area and was described as being as large as a dirigible with arms resembling the tentacles of an octopus. They're coming full circle. (laughs) Polka Uh, dot. Purple. The news upon which uh, President Teddy Roosevelt uh, deployed a girl in an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. (laughs) When that didn't work, (laughs) they went to see the witch doctor (laughs) who told them what to do. (laughs) (laughs) When asked what the news was, they simply replied that the bird was the word. (laughs) (laughs) Novelty songs. (laughs) They made alcohol from the, the huge vat of monster mash that was brewing. <laughs> ah. Zing. Sorry. All right. That was uh, the last one. The creature appeared to be able to change its size, shape, and color at will. No. Uh-oh. Uh, although the creature made no attempt to harm any of the residents of the valley, exsanguination notwithstanding. Right. Most people sought, safety of their, sought the safety of their homes as it flew overhead. All descriptions seemed to indicate that it was the Snallygaster. Last reported in these parts on March 5th, 1909. As the life expectancy of a Snallygaster is only about 20 years. How do you know that? Based on who the f*** knows. uh, The most logical. Oh, thank you. Yes, logic. The most logical explanation seems to be that the latest sighting was the offspring of the 1909 creature. Possibly hatched from one of the eggs laid near Burkittsville. Or Hagerstown. Or Middletown at Lever's Leap. Or Or the Battle of Chickamauga. (laughs) Or the Battle... Or Brockway, or Ogdenville. Yeah. <laughs> it really put them on the map. <laughs> the Snallygaster met his end in a way some might envy. Snoo, snoo. <laughs> well, the creature was flying near Frog Hollow in Washington County when it was attracted by the aroma of a 2,500-gallon vat of moonshine. As the beast flew overhead, it was overcome by the fumes and dropped into the boiling mash. Becoming oh. Monster Mash. Yeah, you blew it too soon. It was giving it to you. Yeah. A short time later, revenue agents George Dansforth and Charles Kushwa arrived on the scene. They had received information about the still, but were rather startled at the sight of the dead monster in the mash. The two agents exploded 500 pounds of dynamite under the still, destroying the remains of the Snallygaster. Typical government and agents. And tons of hooch. Uh, the area was settled by German immigrants beginning in the 1730s. Early accounts described the community being terrorized by a monster called a Schnellegeist, meaning quick ghost in German. Uh, seven-pointed stars, which were mostly thrown by ninjas, uh, also reputedly kept the Schnellegaster at bay uh, and can still be seen painted on local barns. Hmm. It has been suggested the, the legend was resurrected in the 19th century to frighten freed slaves. Some stories say the Snallygaster has one widely known enemy called the Dewayo. The Dewayo is reported to be a mammalian biped with features similar to a wolf, but the stance and stature of a human. Hmm. It is widely assumed that many details of the legend were fabrications of wily newspaper editors looking to sell more papers. No! Really? Oh, what no, I thought it was real and uh, had an enemy and a t-shirt. Wonder if, uh, wonder if any of them found one of the Snallygaster eggs and cooked it like in the movie Caveman. Oh my God, yeah, just giant <laughs> slabs. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's uh, one, of, one of the best parts of this is that um, the German immigrants would go by the, would call something uh, Schnellegeist, yeah. and then it turned into Snallygaster. 
Schneller Geist, Schneller Geist. What kind of Geist? Nein Geist. Nein Geist. Schneller Geist. Oh, yeah, so uh, not much to think about this one, maybe? Yeah, no. Very fun. Very fun indeed. Very fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Snallygaster. Well, there's one thing that is as real as it gets. From Ogdenville to, to East Brunsmanshire. Puns. <laughs> yes, puns. Uh, who's punning? First pun. Uh, I'll pun. I'll take pun point. Well, you're taking point on the pun. Point pun. Well, there's one uh, one story that was reported, Flora, that is, I mean, it's a cockney tale more than anything. It took place uh, up in Washington um, where a, uh, a family, you know, mom and dad had some plans mm-hmm. uh, for the weekend. So they're out of town. They got uh, someone to watch their child the entire time. And this, uh, this babysitter that they, they, caught, they hired decided to take the kid out for a hike. Okay. And uh this kid, you know, they're 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 hiking through the woods and they finally they kinda of, kinda of start to smell like sulfur in the air. She thought it was like a diaper problem, but then she was like, Oh, the kid's too old for that. Mm-hmm. They realized, oh my gosh, they'd come across some hot springs. And the kid wanted to go down and she was like, No, stay there. The kid started going anyway, but she was so tired from from hiking all over the place that she just sat on a rock and just kept going, No, don't do it, don't do it. And the kid goes down there, and sure enough, water comes up out of the ground, burns all over the place. It's the tragic tale of the lazy sitter of Scald Fountain. Scald Fountain. Just like to point out, like two minutes ago, both you and Ken Height would have been making snoring noises if I had done that. <laughs> Listen, the worse the pun, the better the setup. The longer you have to set it up. It's about maximizing the suffering. Lazy sitter. Yep. Nice. Hey, if you're walking down the street in the city, you might run across a scary sight. What's that sight? Well, there are many, but there's one dangerous creature that stalks the space between the buildings. Uh-huh. Uh, it's waiting to snatch you up and convert you, or maybe get its religious claws. Oh, on. no. Be on the lookout for the alley pastor. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> Them's puns. Them's puns. That's about all the ado we can stand. Yeah. No now we have to find out who oh. the winner of week two was. All right. Well, it's time. Most importantly, it's time for me to guess because I'm so good at this. Now, here's my question. Do I Costanza this? Do I think, what do you think? And then do the opposite? <laughs> oh, tough call. Tough call. Who knows? Yeah. And now the winner of week two <laughs> of the miscrypted contest. Dave, this yeah. is between. The Astomi. Yeah. From India. The Pigman. The, the Pigman of Vermont and the Pukwaji of New England. I am going Pukwaji all day, then Astomi, then Pigman. Mm. Uh, what, what's your reasoning behind Pukwaji? My reason behind the uh, Pukwaji is A, it's a fun name. B, uh, people are already really enjoying the idea of a. Um, Dorchester Puckwudgie's jersey. That's <laughs> true. And it's just kind of a cool little nasty ass. Mm, yeah. Who doesn't okay. like a little nasty ass? Who doesn't like some nasty ass? Or you like a little nasty ass? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So the winner of week two is... Going to be told to each and every person individually by text message should take us about two months. 
The Puck Wudgie. Oh, I'm a winner! I'm a giant winner! I'm so smart and I'm a winner! <laughs> You got you got the other two places wrong though, so you, you yeah. didn't you didn't fill out your your trifecta. Oh. Well, I didn't perfectly counterbalance my week one meltdown. <laughs> uh, but good job! Uh, Yay! Congratulations to the Puckwudgie. Yeah, we'll make sure to send send the Puckwudgie an email. We'll be seeing him in the finals with the Owl Man. So yes. If if the audio sounds a little different, congratulations! You you've picked up on it, uh, Dave and I. Due to some scheduling things, uh, we had to announce in different places. So I'm I'm picking him up uh, over Skype, and, and it's we're all in good. different places, but we're putting audio in your faces. That, that is not a word of a lie. So <laughs> don't forget to go vote for this week over at blurryphotos.org on the homepage. You can submit your vote. That'll enter you if you'd like into a drawing for a a prize pack. Oh man! And Flora just brought in a whole slew. Of amazing prizes from his recent trip to uh, the Pacific Northwest, um, which which had a really great moment. He was showing me everything, and I thought that he had bought me presents. So I was like, "Oh, thanks!" And started putting him in my bag. He's like, "No, no, man, that, that's for the miscryptid prize pack." <laughs> it was awesome and awkward. I, I even prefaced it by saying, "I even said." Hey, look what I got for the miscrypted prize pack. And he's like, oh, great, thanks. And I'm like, oh, no, now this is awkward. And I, I didn't even try to make it awkward. All, all I hear was, these are for you because everything you do is art. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made him a sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, whoever gets the prize pack is going to be really happy. There is a, a, sh- a shot glass involved that <laughs> I am outright jealous of. It's true. It's true. And And don't. Don't get butt hurt uh, that I didn't tell anybody that I was going to the Pacific Northwest because it was a very short trip for very specific reasons, and I had no no downtime to do anything. Too many enemies on the Willamette. <laughs> well, it wasn't that part. Oh, it, so at least at least there's that. <laughs> if if I went to Portland, I might keep a low profile though, just so I didn't get shivved. Right for for my pronunciation skills. So anyway, uh, go vote. Go go do all the things that you know how to do uh, to to follow us and like us and all that stuff. We yes. appreciate that. Do those things. That's important. It's your civic duty because you have to. Because <laughs> you you must. It's it's yep. the law. Uh, but other than that, I uh, hope you have enjoyed this year's miscrypted contests uh, yep. so far. And but no more no more cryptids to hear about. That's you've, true. That's true. All the all. Are out. You can still vote for week three which we'll announce, and then finally, one more round of voting yep. for the King Dingling. Have a Have a good uh, week until you find out, everybody. Yes. Rock on! Bye!